is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Tim. Well, it's not often that we start back-to-back episodes of Fantasy Football Today with the same question, but let's do it. Who's the number one quarterback in fantasy now going forward, rest of season? Who's the number one quarterback? It's who everybody thought it would be. Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. Sam Darnold. Oh, no votes for Tom Brady? It was real close between Darnold and Mahomes. Well, of course. I mean, Darnold's number one. I guess I'm really asking who number two is. I I thought maybe we'd get a little little love for Brady. Eli Manning. I think the better question is, is Eli Manning a, a, a quarterback sleeper? I'm sorry, was that a dig at me? Yes. Okay. I'm in a bad mood this morning. Oh, alright, good. Well, then I will steer clear. <laughs> uh, Eli Manning is still... Well, I, I have a back. question, even though the people listening are gonna, uh, and people in your league are listening, is it a fab budget for the people's league? Yeah. So what are you gonna bid on Carson Wentz? Ugh. <laughs> We're not. Wow! Oh, we're not. We'll not. just we'll just bid on Tyrod Taylor instead. We don't we don't need a quarterback. We have Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's there are no problems with that offense. All right, guys, let's uh let's <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. We got the recapping a couple games. We got the waiver wire, of course. That's the uh, primary thing that we're doing today, and we'll of course talk about the Josh Gordon trade. He's going to the Patriots. In all seriousness, would would you rather have Brady or Patrick Mahomes rest of season? Mahomes, Brady, Brady. The schedule for Mahomes is going to look a little different the next few weeks. And then after that, it's going to go right back to being peachy keen. Let's hope. Well then, give me your top three waiver wire priorities for fantasy week three. Geo's at the top of the list for me. I just want to get a running back who's definitely going to start at least one game, maybe as many as four. And uh haven't really thought about who number two or number three is because I think it's number one with a bullet with Geo. Geo's one, Corey Clement is two, and then pick your favorite Tampa Bay receiver three. Oh, uh, why? For me, why for, me for me, it's Godwin. Why Corey Clement? You think Ajayi's out this week? I think Darren Sproles is out. So we saw last week five catches for him. He's going to be involved in the passing game. And if Ajayi does happen to miss any time um, with that back problem, then yes, Corey Clement will be a must-start guy. And he's flexible even if Ajayi plays. It's strictly dependent on, on Sproles. If Sproles yes. plays, then it's a different story. Right. But I would just say Geo and then Clement and Buck Allen are basically tied. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know, what we're going to say about Geo, you can basically just listen to what we said about Tevin Coleman. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, last year, without Joe Mixon, he had either, I think, 97 total yards or a touchdown in all three games. That includes the game in which Mixon got hurt. Uh, also... He averaged uh, 16.4 PPR points in the five games where he had at least 15 touches. Exactly, yeah. And in 2016, Bernard had 15 or more touches three times, and he scored 9, 8, and 14 points in non-PPR, and he had 11 catches in those three games. He had 87 or more total yards in all three games. So he he is set for a big workload. He does have, uh, you know, a tough matchup with Carolina this week, probably. Maybe. And uh, But it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's like Tevin Coleman, who also had Carolina, right? It's just the workload we like. They are getting Thomas Davis back, so that makes him a little bit tougher. But, um, yeah, I think it's the workload and, and what he's done. He actually has 29 games in his career with at least 15 touches, and he's hit 10 or more PPR points in 23 of them. So it's it's a nice floor. All right, so last week we said, you know, don't break the bank on anybody. I All right, are we breaking the bank on Gio? I'm pretty excited to get Giovanni Bernard, guys. What are we doing here in terms of fab? He's definitely worth the number one waiver claim, right? Yes, yes, yes. He's worth the number one waiver claim. And it really comes down to how badly you need a running back. If you're thin on running back and you need a guy, it's time to splurge a little bit. I'd be looking around 25%. I'd go higher. I'd go like 30. I put in the column 20 to 25%. Um, I think it's going to be a two-week situation for him. Um, if it's four weeks, then if you believe it's going to be four weeks, then then spend more money. Um, but Dave's right. I mean, if you need somebody for this for this week or for the next couple of weeks and your team is a little bit decimated, you've been playing, you know, the roulette game without Le'Veon Bell. Um, yeah, it's not a bad situation to, to try and guarantee yourself a starter, but you know, you could also get the TJ Yeldon situation where Yeldon was average fantasy wise and you probably overspent for him too. 
May I ask a question? That's what we do here. I would like to know the last time a running back came back from arthroscopic surgery during the season and played well. Not because I'm trying to make a judgment on Joe Mixon, just because I have a lot of football in my mind and I forget these things. Oh, well, that wasn't really a question, Dave. In-season arthroscopic surgery, and the player comes back and, and does well. You don't know the answer. Off the top of my head? Yeah, who, who knows that answer? That's a tough I, one. You, I, there's a lot of us. smart people on this podcast. I'd figure at least Jamie or Heath would know. No, I don't. I don't. Nope. I don't usually hear. We don't usually get arthroscopic surgery. You usually get either season-ending or right. no surgery. So I, I would imagine with today's medical technology being what it is, um, I'm going to trust what the reports are, and that he's going to come back in two weeks. I mean, I don't know the difference between him and Devontae Freeman's situation. I think the tricky part is they say it's two weeks, but he had the procedure on a Saturday. So I would lean more towards it's probably a three-week situation. But well, when's their bye week? Their bye week is that's a great question. In week nine, so that's not going to matter. No. Well, all right. So, matter. so okay. Let me let me just wrap it up. Are you concerned that? Well, are, from the Giovanni Bernard perspective, are you thinking there's a chance that even when Joe Mixon comes back, he's going to be a guy worth starting, or this is only someone that we're starting while Mixon is out? You're only starting him while Mixon's out for now, but. That's built in here with Geo. Is that if Mixon comes back and re-injures himself, comes back too quick, or if he like totally stinks, then Geo will have a chance. Believe it or not, Heath's dream will come true. Okay, he will he will see Giovanni Bernard do well. So I think there's there's built-in upside, however small it is, mixed in already with what you're going to get from Geo as a starter the next couple of weeks. Number two running back. So to sum up our waiver wire priorities, it's Giovanni Bernard, it's the Tampa Bay wide receivers, and it is Corey Clement and Buck Allen. And we have not said Ryan Fitzpatrick's name. And Fitzpatrick is widely available. Um, he's owned in 21% of leagues, and he has the Steelers at home on Monday night. How did he not make the list? He's not the top three. You wouldn't rather pick him up than, say, Chris Goblin? Do I need him? You might. I mean, the Russell Wilson owner is probably thinking I need him. I mean, I, I, I have two leagues where I've been streaming quarterbacks to start the season, and I would still pick up those other three guys first just because I don't know how many people are running to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. I may miss him, but I'd rather have those skill positions based on what we've seen from quarterback play. The one nice thing I can say about Fitzpatrick is that I highly doubt he will lose the starting job when Jameis comes back. Think so? At, at this point, I, he would have to have a Nathan Peterman game in order I, to lose I, the I job don't at agree this with that. point. It's not going to happen in week four because they have a short week on the road. So it makes no sense to to force Jameis back on the field on a short week of practice. But then there's their bye week. And so that's the situation where if he's awful this week and then awful again in week four at Chicago, then Jameis Winston's coming back after their bye that's week. That's fair. It's not that short of a way. I just want to clear. It's not a Thursday game. It's they're going from Monday no, night to Sunday. No, but it's easy to justify because he, he will have been at worst case two and one. And so you could say, okay – Pittsburgh, Wounded Duck, coming in. They put up their best effort. Joe Hayden plays. You know, all these things that factor into it, and he just has a bad game, and they lose. And then you go to Chicago, and if he loses again, then it's an easy thing for them to say, okay, Ryan, you got us off this 2-2 two and two start. You were great, but it's Jameis' team. He's our franchise guy, and we're going back to him. You did hear Deshaun Jackson come out and say, which, you, you know, sometimes players don't always commit to a guy. He said, you can't sit him right now. Uh, by the way, the state of Florida football teams are six and zero. Oh. The state of New York football teams are one and five. Why did I move here? Uh, we've got a lot of podcasts for you to listen to. If you enjoy football, you will enjoy the Pick Six podcast. It is hosted by Will Brinson. It's got Pete Prisco, Jason Lockenfora pops on there. A bunch of our writers pop on there. Uh, he gets great interviews with NFL athletes. It's awesome. The Pick Six podcast. We have the twenty four seven Sports College Football podcast, one of the most popular college football podcasts out there. And uh, it's awesome as well. We have In This Corner, which is wrestling, boxing, and MMA. Uh, if you want to see a, a full list of our podcasts, go to cbssports.com slash podcast, singular. CBS All Access is how I watch the uh, the Patriots-Jaguars game, which on Sunday was nice because, you know, I had Red Zone on. I didn't have a chance to put it on the TV, so I watched it on CBS All Access on my streaming device. Go to CBS Sports. Uh, go to CBS, I always do that, cbs.com slash NFL, cbs.com slash NFL to get a free trial of CBS All Access and you can watch the, uh, your local CBS game 
on your laptop, on your phone, whatever it is. Here's your stat of the day. Philip Lindsay is the first undrafted player in the NFL with 100 yards from scrimmage in each of his first two games. First undrafted player in NFL history with 100 yards from scrimmage in each of his first two games. Thank you to the AP for that stat. If Have we, we given you credit for Philip Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, I get credit for a guy that I didn't draft in any leagues. Way to go. <laughs> um, thank you, though. Uh, so, Philip Lindsay, if you were drafting again today, would you draft him ahead of Royce Freeman? I think you have to. No. I think you do. He's he's going to get just as much work. He's faster, and he can work in passing situations better than Royce Freeman. Heath, you want to break the tie? I don't think I would, but they would be back-to-back or very, very close. They would be closer, yes. I would still take Freeman because game script is going to be important here, and I don't think the Broncos are going to be chasing points against teams like the Raiders very often. Would you look to sell Philip Lindsay right now, or would you be afraid that you just sold – 2018 version of Alvin Kamara or something like that. What What are the offers? Um. Uh, okay, Julian. Like, Ed- I don't know. Julian don't, Edelman. Uh, if I needed a receiver, and it's a PPR league. Then yes, I'm doing that. I don't know if I would trade him for Josh Gordon. Uh, all right, fine. Let's go right into it. The big news: the Patriots got Josh Gordon for a fifth round pick. Patriots will get back a seventh round pick if Gordon is not active for ten games. And he'll be a restricted free agent after this season. The Patriots release Corey Coleman. They will be at Detroit on Sunday night. And here we go. All right, what's the impact? Break it down. Patriots get Josh Gordon. To me, this feels a lot like the Le'Veon Bell situation because I don't think you can have a very good uh, certain take. Josh Gordon could be a top five wide receiver. He could be sixth on the Patriots' death chart. It's all going to depend on whether... He can get to New England, get with the program, and stay out of trouble. Um, from the trades that I've seen on Twitter over the last 24 hours, I if I was a Josh Gordon owner, I would be listening to offers. Because people are getting a lot for him. People, you know, oh, yeah, so high right excited. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. How come? Because think about what has to go right in order for him to be great for your fantasy team. He's got to know what he's doing on the field. He's got to be smart on and off the field. Mm-hmm. And he's got to – how many targets can he reliably get each game? This He is not Randy Moss. And it's not even the same situation as when Randy Moss was there. It's not. I will. The only thing I would argue against there is if he shows up and gets in good graces, I think he can get as many targets as he wants. I think he could be Brandon Cooks. And Cooks was a top 10 wide receiver last year. I feel like the Patriots have been trying to find that deep threat receiver, that speed receiver on the outside, in part so that they can get things open underneath for Brady. And if they don't have that guy. Well, they had in Cooks last year. I don't know why they let him go. Because they didn't want to pay him. That's why they let him go. And they got two first-round picks for him. And now they're not going to – and now – they don't have to pay Gordon for two years, right? He's a restricted free agent after this year. So it makes sense why they went and got Gordon. I don't know if he can be Brandon Cooks. Uh, the We have a great article on our website, seven cast-offs that the Patriots turned turned into treasure. And Moss is one of them. And Chris Hogan is one of them. LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Dillon, Akib Tlaib, Wes Welker. Um, missing one. But there were some failures. Tim Wright was a failure. Albert Hainsworth was a failure. Chad Johnson, Kenny Britt, Michael Floyd. Uh, so, you know, not everything they touch turns to gold. So. It's such, it's such a smart move on their part. Well, rank, rank the Patriots wide receivers now going forward. For, from week three on? Yeah. Edelman one. Gordon two. Hogan three. Anyone disagree? I I think in PPR that's the way to go. In non PPR, I'm not sure if I'd say that in non PPR. I'd have to give it some thought. Yeah. If Josh Gordon gets with the program, he's number one in both formats for me. Is that an easy if? Oh no! It's there's there's numerous hurdles for him to jump over. So I know Hogan caught two touchdowns. That was wonderful. Uh, but he, he had three catches yes, uh, on Sunday, and he played out of the slot. I don't know how much he's going to play out of the slot when Edelman's back. But very true. Is Hogan? Are you concerned? I'm kind of concerned. I have a lot of Chris Hogan. And I'm I'm not not concerned. Put it that way. I would take just about anything I could get for him. I've got him and Gordon worth the same on the trade chart, and they're both ahead of Edelman and non PPR. 
They're ahead of him in PPR too. No effect on Gronk, right? No. He's still good. Well, oh, this is really interesting, and we will see how it plays out. It also means more opportunities for Antonio Callaway. We already talked about that, but he's on the waiver wire list. If you're the one thing, the one thing with Gordon though is uh, how healthy will he be over the course of the season? Because he's already had a hamstring strain. You know, not playing in such a long time that wears on your body. I love the idea of selling high on him. You have to love it. Uh, he he had a hamstring strain at a promotional shoot too. So yeah, staying healthy with with the limited amount of work that he's gotten in the last five years, basically, um, right? Five years or so. 2013 was that when he had his big year? Yeah, yes. I mean everybody's yeah. been chasing 2013, and you have to come to grips with the reality that well, we might never see that again from him. All right, so sure. it's a busy show, and I want to make sure we get to all the waiver wire stuff. Um, Tom Brady, this is. Can't be a downgrade for him, that's for sure. So who who is where does he? I'm sorry. Where is Tom Brady rest of season? Where would you rank him? Top three. Yep. Top two to be specific. Rogers Brady. Mahomes Brady. No way. Yeah. Over Rogers? Because of the knee. No, it is on the trade chart. I think Mahomes' value is too rich right now. But because of the knee with Rogers? Yeah. I mean that concerns me a little bit. Sell high on Mahomes too. All right, Anto- Antonio Brown is angry. Antonio Brown is angry. He's also the fastest player to 750 receptions in NFL history. Um, do you think Antonio Brown owners are, are maybe in panic mode right now? Could we take advantage of that? Yes. I don't see them being in panic mode. The interesting thing is I don't, like, if he's angry with the reporter, that's fine. That's not a reporter. Or it's a, a, former, a former, PR PR former PR guy for the team. He's got 33 targets in two games. The yeah. problem is not how much he's getting the ball. The problem is what's happened when when they've thrown it to him. He's averaging below nine yards per reception, and his catch rate's way down to 54%. Roethlisberger's been bad throwing the ball down the field. And I told you this on Sunday. I was watching you know, the games with Brian McFadden, and he says, here comes the pouting, here comes the pouting. And they keep showing him on the sidelines, and you know he looks upset. And then you get this tweet. Um, they're not trading him. Things will get worked out. He and Roethlisberger have a very good re- relationship and a good rapport. Um, but there is some some buy low ability here. You'd have to turn something great into it or a package of of great significance to get him. But if somebody drafted great receivers and they don't have good running backs or looking to get Mahomes, for example, you could probably make that trade happen. Would you rather have Antonio Brown or Michael Thomas rest of the season? That's a great question. Thomas looks so good. Um, that is an easy question, and it is obviously Antonio Brown. There is why? no reason. There's I don't just think it's no obvious. reason to I'll get away from Thomas. Antonio Brown. I, I mean, Adam, in theory, you're right, but you know the 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 production from what he's doing in that offense is basically what Antonio Brown usually gives you. But that's what that's why you want Antonio Brown because that's what you get sure, from him. But, but we don't have has... Mark Ingram back yet. You know, right. I mean, sure. does Michael Thomas catch a dozen passes and, per game? And they don't have game? Le'Veon Bell back yet either. So, you know, that, who cares? A big... It's a two week. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares if they have Le'Veon? Bell? Have they gave James Conner 30 carries in week one, but they don't throw the ball to him like they throw to Le'Veon. But Antonio Brown has been amazing. He was on pace for like 1900 yards last year with Le'Veon. Bell. Oh, he, he's, he's fantastic, Adam. This is not a, a what have they done for me. In so the past. why would anybody jump ahead of Antonio Brown? Why would forward? anybody jump ahead of Antonio Brown? But it's still, it's it's not a bad question to ask. Michael though. Thomas. I mean, no, it's a, a good question to ask. And he's getting a higher percentage of his team's targets. It's a good it's a good question to ask, but I just don't see a reason why Antonio. I just tried to tell you, and you talked over me. But he he's he's the number. You loved Antonio Brown more than anyone. You were taking Antonio. I still Brown. love Antonio Brown. So what's your answer? Michael Thomas is getting 15 targets a game. The, the Antonio Brown's getting 17. The the, the, the difference is. Is that Michael Thomas doesn't have a Juju Smith-Schuster to share targets and production with, and I, I think that could be part of Antonio Brown's frustration is that he's so used to being the guy, and everybody loves Juju because he's so much fun. And I now don't he's think producing on the field like what Antonio Brown usually produces. I'm going to say I don't honestly don't think if you guys own Antonio Brown and somebody sent you a trade offer Michael Thomas for Antonio Brown, I don't think any of you would click accept. I think you would all reject it. And I think if we drafted again today, you all would take Brown number no, one. No, I, I agree receiver. with you wholeheartedly, but it's still not a bad talking point. Oh, it's a of, great question because it is a great question. I just I think it's an easy answer, even though it's a great question. What if Michael Thomas is having his third year breakout to be the best receiver in the league? He's still the the fourth best receiver in the league at best. Maybe he's not wow. the fourth best fantasy receiver, but there are three receivers who are definitely better than Michael Thomas. 
Is this the old AJ Green's not an Odell Beckham's class? <laughs> AJ Green is not an Odell Beckham's class. Right, let me anyone think he is? Who would you rather have right now, the rest of the season, Michael Thomas or Odell Beckham? Michael Thomas. Okay. There isn't a receiver other than Antonio Brown that you would take ahead of Michael Thomas. And with Brown, it's really close. Like they are back to back at the top. Okay, but but remember, we got the Mark Ingram factor. That can't be. That's why. That's a that's huge why. thing. Um, all right, hey, we got the FanDuel factor as well. I gotta look up who won. You know, let's look up who won the, the FanDuel contest. I don't think it was me. <laughs> FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. We're having a great time. We're competing against about 1200 of our listeners every single week. And you can get also at that, at that URL, FanDuel.com slash FFT. You can get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So if you're a new user, uh, sign up now. It's a lot of fun. We play a lot of lineups every week. FanDuel.com slash FFT. There are big contests worth a lot of money. There are big contests that are just for a little bit of money. So, it's you know, there's a contest for everyone. That's what I'm trying to say. You want to play for $1. You want to play for a bunch of money, whatever it is. Uh, there's something for everyone on FanDuel. You can compete in small groups just against your friends. But we specifically want you to do two things. We want you to join and get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. And we want you to compete against us. And that is at fanduel.com slash FFT, fanduel.com slash FFT, and no limit fantasy football won 500 bucks, uh, last week with Patrick Mahomes, Tevin Coleman, James Connor, Devin Funchess, Nelson Aguilar, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Todd Gurley at Flex, and the Chargers DST. So some Chiefs, some Steelers, Todd Gurley is always a good idea. Uh, no, just one stealer, just James Conner. Good job, No Limit Fantasy Football. Way to win our league. FanDuel.com slash FFT. All right, more news and notes. Greg Zerline is going to miss a few weeks. Is he worth keeping through his injury? No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Next signed question. Greg Joseph and Minnesota signed Andrew Bailey. How about Dan Bailey? Dan Bailey. He did not, they did not sign former relief pitcher Andrew Bailey. They signed Dan Bailey. Beetle Bailey. <laughs> um, and they've got Buffalo, so they should score a lot of points. So you definitely could pick up Dan Bailey. Jarvis Landry's dealing with a knee injury. Should be fine for Thursday's game, right? Yes. LaShawn McCoy has cracked rib cartilage. He may miss a game. Uh, Everybody miss him. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame at Minnesota you're not picking up Chris Ivory or Murphy unless you're desperate. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon, we expect them to play, right? Yes. Yep. Denver's going to ride the hot hand at running back. We already talked about that situation. Arizona head coach Steve Wilkes said he will use David Johnson in the slot more. Somebody said, oh, Fournette or David Johnson, somebody asked me yesterday. What would you guys do there, Fournette or Johnson? Johnson. Yep, he's healthy. Okay. Uh, Heath, yeah. what's, wait, Heath, what's wrong? Let's, what's going on, Heath? You sound very Nothing. sad. Nothing's wrong at all. He's excited for Carson Wentz Day. He's very excited. It's Carson Wentz week. Carson Wentz is starting this week. We have a bunch of Eagles news. Uh, Wentz is going to start against the Colts. Alshon Jeffrey's not going to play. He's week to week. And Mike Wallace is on, uh, not going to be on IR, but yet, but he did break his leg. So he's out for a while. And I would J- love to know what the Browns offers were for Josh Gordon. Cause it feels as if like they settled. And they said all along, or at least the reports all along, were not trading within the conference. Yeah. And of all teams to trade him to. Yeah. Like the team that rips you off all the time. I don't think anybody was offering much because they came out on Saturday night and were like, we're cutting them. Well, we're no, that, they're, they're, they're just idiots because clearly there was a market for him and they did not explore that market. And so morons. But <laughs> what, well, I, what I, do you mean? I mean they, they traded him. Huh? They traded they, him. Yes, they traded him for a fifth-round pick. It's like the first time Had in the they, history of the NFL that a player who was going to be cut was traded for as much as a fifth-round pick. Had they not made the announcement that we were releasing him, they may have gotten a fourth-round pick or maybe something better. Hey, maybe. I, so I wonder maybe. what the offers were after, oh, wait, we can get him for nothing? It certainly didn't help his trade value, that's for sure. Uh, no. Jason Peters, left tackle for the Eagles. He has a hamstring strain. He says he plans to play this week. Yeah, look, I mean, Peters is banged up. No Alshon Jeffrey. No Mike Wallace. I know he's not. I mean, it's still somebody in that passing game. Are, are you going to be comfortable starting Carson Wentz this week? No. He is in the uh, 35 quarterbacks that are good for fantasy this week. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to be honest with you. I'm going to struggle finding sick quarterbacks week in, week out. 
for start set. Nope, you just have to raise the number of expectations for a top. But that still it still doesn't matter because they still help your fantasy team. Nah, not, we're not relative. New number? No, I think it's got to be twenty five at this point. Twenty twenty isn't good enough anymore. Twenty five in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Yes. Um, you know, look, it, it, so far scoring is way up. It could always just be a two week trend. You never know, right? Not with how the defenses are allowed to play right, right. now. Right. I, I mean, that's part of it, but I can't, that's hey, not Dan everything. Dan Marino would throw for 7,000 yards. That's not in everything. This, in this era. Uh, Larry, Mahomes might. Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald has a hamstring injury. Do we expect him to play against the Bears? Yes. Yes, but they're going to test him out in practice. Well, because of the Gordon news and because I feel like we waited a little bit too long to get into the waiver wire last week, I'm going to spend a little less time on the Sunday and Monday games. I just want to make sure everybody gets the players that they need uh, on the waiver wire tonight. So Giants and Seahawks, both losers. Wait, wait, earmuffs, earmuffs. No, no. I already know. <laughs> they suck. That honestly is one of the most fun things we've done. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was funny to watch you guys because Jamie said he would wave to me when he's ready for me to come back. But Jamie, like like any good on-air personality, talks with his hands a little bit. So he's sitting there talking to Heath, and he's like doing this with his head. I'm like, is that a wave or is that just conversation? And it was it was pretty fun. I, I still think you cheated when you had the little laugh. No, I was just laughing at the situation. I was watching because <laughs> I had turned my headphones down, uh-huh. and then I'm just watching you guys have a conversation. I can't hear anything, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Um, the, the offensive lines are so bad. Are you, how? Oh, wait, before you go, Heath, I don't know if he did this with you two, but he, he made sure like three times. Did you guys say anything when the earmuffs were happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so concerned. I was very concerned. The last time I did that, Nando gave us more bleeps than, than we've ever, uh, we've ever had. Um, Giants and Seahawks offensive lines, are they going to hold back the, the important players on those teams? <clears throat> yes. To, to what degree? degree? To a degree. Um, for the Seahawks, there's only one startable player right now until Doug Baldwin comes back. And that's Will Disley. <laughs> I mean, Tyler Lockett had a big game. He did. And they're, they, their games, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be against Dallas. Dallas is a pretty good defense, it seems. But if they're going to keep falling behind, it's actually good not for if. Right. They're, they're, yeah. I'm not ready to say Russell's a bad start. I'm not starting this week. I'm Which probably means he's only getting 20, this week. He's only getting 24 points. Right? <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather start him or Wentz, but. Probably, probably. You'll go Wentz. with him. You're going to go with Wentz over Russell Wilson this I think week? I probably would. Who are you? <laughs> this is a, this is a bad, bad, I don't think we've really seen yet how bad they are because I'm not sure they've played a team that isn't also bad. Who, the, the Seahawks? Seahawks? Yes. Well, they played two good defensive fronts. Yes. They did. The Broncos' rest of their defense looks pretty suspect. And the Giants played two good defenses too. So, I mean, Saquon Barkley has a 68-yard touchdown run, and he has 24 carries for 40 yards in his other attempts. But they're going to throw it to him 14 mm-hmm. times a game. I he's At a, least they're smart enough to do that. Well, that's because Eli has uh, a half a second right, to I get know. the ball out of his hands. Wait, I'm pay a little attention worried about Odell Beckham. Me too. Yeah. I mean, this, there's really no difference between last year. It's not like – or two years ago, let's say. It's not like their offensive line is worse. Yeah, but Eli's a step slower. His arm's worse. Is it? I don't think yes. it is. Come on. He, he's been this guy. It, yeah, but he's older now. And the worst part about it is that he gets more skittish because the offensive line. He's always wait, been like do that. Do you think Still he terrible. went from an average quarterback to one of the worst quarterbacks in the league? He is absolutely not one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He is one of the five abs- worst starting quarterbacks in the league. That's, there's, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Is he better or worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick at this stage? He is. A, I would much rather have Eli Manning than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you out oh of your mind? Oh my God, you are not in fantasy. Not in play. fantasy. Put Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Giants. Are you kidding? You know where he'd be right now? He'd be on the turf. He'd be on the turf. That's all they do is he, get he'd gets, be dressed like Conor McGregor. He'd be better for Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. I mean, like this is nothing different for the Giants. They've had a terrible offensive line for three or four years in a row, and Beckham does fine. It's like it's, it's just frustrating. Like, of course, it's frustrating. He had 111 yards against Jalen Ramsey in Week One. Like, let's not overreact. No, but it's it's just a little disconcerting that he's not going to have, I think, the ceiling that we're used to seeing for him. Is he in your top 20 receivers this week? Yes, yes. At Houston, um, if they have Clowney back, they should get plenty of sacks against Eli Manning. And well, uh, like, Clowney was there last week, though. No, he didn't. <laughs> what? He didn't play. He was penalized. He was penalized, though. Oh, okay. He didn't play. Uh, the uh, Seattle running backs. 
What do you think? Stay this, away this, if you can. I mean, so stupid. This what Pete Carroll is trying to defend things that he does. It's just so stupid. What he said last night about Chris Carson is ridiculous. Oh, too much special teams work. Too much special. <laughs> when I I saw it at the end of the game, I'm like, he's chasing a punt. I'm like, why is he chasing punts? Yeah, it so, is weird. So dumb. Who's the guy going forward or or sitting to? I think it's Penny. Can they get Alex Collins back? I think it's Carson. I think they go back to him. They got to realize that Penny's just not getting the job done. Penny but looked probably, okay in the fourth quarter on the on the last drive, but he's it, the whole thing's a disaster. Yeah, the problem is, is that Carson might be the better running back, but it doesn't mean he's going to be great for your fantasy team. Would you cut them for Geo? If, if they were to, my yeah. worst yes. guys, yes. Yeah. All righty, guys. Um, all right, we got, we got a few more news items. Waiver wire, dropometer. Let's do it. First, I want to tell you uh, two two clothing sponsors today. One of them is Indochino. We've been telling you about Indochino, and I love Indochino. I got a just outstanding gray Indochino suit. It is the best suit I own. It's not even close. It fits me better than any suit. And when I've gone to the tailor recently, like I've been in a few wedding parties over the last year or two, and I've had to buy a certain suit. And so I buy the stupid suit, and it's already more expensive than the one I got at Indochino, which is uh, $359 for a made-to-measure suit with our promo code FFT at Indochino.com. Then I have to go get it tailored, which is another few hundred bucks. And when I get it tailored, I bring my Indochino suit and I say, make it look like this. So just skip all that and get one, get one the right way, right from the start. Go to Indochino.com, search through all the styles, all the fabrics, customize every single detail, submit your measurements, and within a few weeks, you're getting a professionally tailored suit that looks just perfect on you. You're getting 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. If you go to Indochino.com and enter the code FFT at checkout, shipping is free. FFT at Indochino.com, 50% off any premium suit for $359. Just an amazing deal, and you've got to get yourself this suit. FFT is the check is the code at checkout on Indochino.com. All right, uh, Marcus Mariota still can't make all the throws. They're at Jacksonville, and you're not starting them anyway. Not sure of Devontae Freeman's timetable right now. The Redskins signed Brashad Perryman and Michael Floyd. What does that tell you about Jamison Crowder, if anything? He sucks. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's an indictment on Crowder or if it's an indictment on Doxon or just the offense in general. Yeah. What are they looking for here? They're obviously looking for an outside threat. Uh, Devontae Parker was a healthy inactive in week two. So I think Crowder is going to get dropped. I don't know how Owen Parker is, but anybody who owns He's him. in the 30s. I mean, it's. I didn't even bother mentioning him. He'll be in the tens, uh, probably. Yeah, he's 34% owned. Um, offensive line stuff. Left tackle Cam Robinson for the Jaguars. He tore his ACL. Denver right tackle Jared Veldier left with a concussion. Uh, Atlanta guard Andy Levitre left with an elbow injury. And giant center John Jalapio is out for the season after breaking his ankle and his leg. But luckily the Giants can withstand offensive line injuries. They'll be fine. Um, and then we have some defensive injuries, which I – let's see. The most important stuff I'd say to know is that Carolina's got two injuries in their secondary, a starting cornerback and a starting center. Saints lost uh, – thank you. Saints lost def- defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, but he says he's fine. Uh, the Colts lost two starters, a lineman and a cornerback. Darius Slay has a concussion. The Patriots lost two important defenders. Patrick Chung, safety, and Trey Flowers, the defensive end. They had concussions. They're at Detroit on Sunday. Could be a good game for Stafford. Sean Lee's fine. He left with an injury, but he's okay. He actually came back to recover or to be on an onside kick coverage. And Giants cornerback Eli Apple left with a groin injury. Uh, we got to know who to drop, not just who to add. So here's the drop-o-meter. Zero to ten. These are listeners submitted. Zero to ten, Jamison Crowder. Ten. What number does he wear? Eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Roth, Russell Wilson. Zero. Zero. One. Uh, Peyton Barber. Four. Three. Five. Uh, Richard Fitzwell says, my mother-in-law. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> Zero. I have a great mother-in-law. Very happy. Very blessed. Um, Bridget says, uh, Jordy Nelson and Tyler Lockett. Zero on Lockett. Ten on Jordy. Yep. Yep. And uh, Robbie Anderson. Eight. Wow. I'm not going to go that high, but like 
six. Mr. Ravian, listen, you were done with Gio. Don't give up on your guys yet. I don't give up on the guys. But if they aren't <laughs> getting the football, it does not matter how good they are. Well, Eli Manning gets the football every play. But he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Henry. Zero. Corey Davis. Zero. Zero. And Jamal Williams. Maybe next week it's a seven. Zero point five. Zero. He played both. It's zero right now. And Marquis Goodwin. Zero. Zero. Zero point zero. Waiver wire quarterbacks. Fitzpatrick. Big game for him this week. Pittsburgh at home. Should be. Yes. Just keep an eye on Joe Hayden. It doesn't matter if Joe Hayden plays or not. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Basically. I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is necessarily bad, but he's a t- like I would start Fitzpatrick over Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's I top twelve t- quarterback this week, but just keep an eye on Joe Hayden. Yeah, there's a pretty I'll keep big an difference. Eye on Joe Hayden as he watches Deshaun Jackson streak past him for a touchdown. All right, Fitzpatrick. Let, let me just ask you if you're. I, I mean, are you picking Fitzpatrick up? Thinking, I'm going to start this guy rest of season. No, he's by next week. <laughs> two weeks. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Week five. Two weeks. Sorry. Other than that. No. I'm starting him over any quarterback that I have a concern about, be it because of the matchup or past performance. So I'll take him over Russell Wilson. I'll take him over Phillip Rivers, who's taken on the Rams. I'll take him over Andrew Luck. Take him over Jared Goff. Take him over Matt Ryan. Take him over Carson Wentz. I like Ryan this week. I take I, Ryan. I agree with all those except for Ryan. You can have him. I'll take Fitzpatrick. Atlanta has the Saints at home. Andy Dalton uh, is also on the waiver wire. He is – sorry, Jamie. I, in, I deleted your ownership percentages. Uh, I believe it's like 30-something. Okay. Andy Dalton coming off a, a nice game, 34 fantasy points, four touchdowns against Baltimore. And he is at Carolina. And it's, at, like I mentioned, two members of their secondary left with injuries. Uh, so there's Dalton and there's Blake Bortles. Who do you guys like better between Dalton and Bortles? Dalton. Dalton. Bortles. Nice. You have become, like, anti-heat. <laughs> you become Pete Frisco. I am Pete Frisco. He sits next to me now. Do you like cold turkey sandwiches? Delicious. I think he had two turkey sandwiches yesterday. Pete <laughs> <laughs> Frisco likes cold tur- turkey sandwiches? He likes simple. Oh. Does he put, like, mustard on it, or...? He had a turkey melt at lunch, and I think he told me he was getting a turkey sandwich from Publix, the pre-made ones. For dinner. God, turkey is so boring. Dave, you I'd could, like to, you could jazz it up. I'd like to tell people about the sandwich I ate. I'm, uh, you know, that I told you on the radio. I'm going I'm to see yeah. if we have time for that because it's pretty epic. Um, all right. It's nice that you're rushing us through everything. Dalton to get to your sandwich. Board, no, I, I, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to rush you so I could get to the sandwich. We'll uh, put it on the sandwich o meter. Why don't you do it tomorrow when I'm not here and don't have to deal with it? No, it, it was. It's an interesting sandwich. Would you start Dalton or Bortles over Russell Wilson this week? No. Yes. I currently have Wilson ahead of both. I don't know if I'm going to commit to it. How do you feel about Case Keenum? He's 69% owned, so he didn't make the waiver wire list, which is a 65% threshold. Um, would you start, like, let's say, uh, you're just, you know, you're looking and these guys are available. Case Keenum at Baltimore, Derek Carr at Miami, Ryan Tannehill in that same game. Any interest in those guys? Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill. I would drop Case Keenum for a lot of the waiver wire guys. All of them. I would say, I mean, Derek Carr is 59% owned, and he's averaging about 295 yards per game. He has faced the Rams and the Broncos, and he'll be at Miami this week. Well, he had a good game there last year. Um, I think he had like 300 yards. I don't think I don't think the touchdowns were there. Uh, I, the Dolphin, the Dolphins by the end of the season are going to have one of the best secondaries in football. Yeah, it might not be a good matchup, but should we at least mention that Carr is playing pretty well right now, at least by the numbers? They they did something which uh, Vance Joseph said uh, I think is interesting. Um, he did not hold the ball at all. He got the ball out of his hands quickly, and so they said they that Vance Joseph said he held the ball twice, and those are the two times that they sacked him. Well, I, I know that in week one, uh, I don't remember who tweeted it, so apologies. His average time holding the ball was lower than any quarterback in any game last year, oh, and he's completing eighty wow. percent of those passes, which is really really good. And the yards per attempt is eight point two yards per attempt. He has one touchdown. If okay, he had more yeah. touchdowns, it would be great. So if you believe in positive regression coming his way, mm-hmm. then it's going to come his way. But I don't know if this is the week where you want to trust him because, like Jamie said, the Dolphins secondary is really good. Minka Fitzpatrick has been really, really good. They have the best safety tandem in, in football, 
um, and possibly the best trio of safeties when you factor in TJ McDonald. I would start Carr over Rivers, but I'd start Wilson over Carr. All righty. Over Rivers, who is at the Rams this week. Um, all right, so I think we should move along to running backs then. And Gio Bernard is obviously the head of the class. I do want to share a tweet, though. It's from Patrick Boyd. He said, thank you for the Tommy John discount. I placed an order over the weekend. And this will be our second clothing sponsor today, Tommy John, one of our newest sponsors. want to thank Tommy John for coming aboard. Uh, really, really comfortable stuff. I already one of our listeners telling I just did one read last week and already people are taking advantage of it, so that is great. If you go to Tommyjohn.com slash FFT, you will get twenty percent on your first order. Tommyjohn.com slash FFT. And just looking at the website, remember Dave, we did this on the air on Saturday. You can see they have amazing stuff. So right now, if you're sitting at your computer, please go to Tommyjohn.com slash FFT. You'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. And you can see Men's clothing, women's clothing, underwear is their specialty. They have a no wedgie guarantee, um, but also they've got T-shirts. They've got Stay Tucked dress shirts. They've got really amazing stuff. The Stay Tucked dress shirt is the first of its kind created to end the constant tuck of war that men have endured for years with their dress shirts. It's got the Invisigrip snap technology. You won't you won't have to deal with any billowing or bunching. Really comfortable, just a great wear. And TommyJohn.com is the website. So go to TommyJohn.com slash FFT. Be like our listeners. Be like me and order yourself some great clothing at TommyJohn.com slash FFT. All right, so we got Gio Bernard, Corey Clement, um, Javoris Allen. We've talked about them. How many of them are starts this week? Gio for sure. If uh, Sproles is out, Clement is a definite flex. If Ajayi's out, he's a must-start guy. And Javoris Allen's a low-end flex in PPR. Yeah, I'd say Allen's a flex in PPR. Clement's a flex in both. And Gio's a number one running back. Number one? Yeah. I've got him as a number two, but I like it. I like where you guys are coming from. Theo Riddick has uh, 14 catches in two games. He's not doing anything on the ground, really. But if you need someone in PPR, Theo Riddick's 37% owned. Corey Grant, if Fournette is out, could get another nice workload. He had 10 touches against the Patriots. He had 56 receiving yards. Corey Grant. Yeah. I think I think he looked better than Yeldon. He did. But, I mean, it was so frustrating because they had the lead, a two-score lead, and Yeldon averaged 5.8 yards per carry and got 10 carries. Yeah, they weren't looking at it. They don't. The coaches don't look at rushing averages during the game. Well, you should know if you're having success when you run the ball. I just wonder though, remember he popped on the injury report on Friday with the ankle problem? I wonder if it was just, you know, let's not, let's not burn him when he's not right. Sure. Especially if Fournette's not right next but, week. But he still played more snaps. Yeah, but a lot of that was early. I All think right. just, you know, game in hand, let's not run him into the ground. Let's Could not be. do what we did to Mixon. Because Grant was fine. Let's yeah. not do what the Bengals did to Mixon. Run him back out there on a bad knee. Uh, so let, let's be honest here. After, after the top three, for a lot of people it might be after the top one of Giovanni Bernard, Corey Clement, Javoris Allen, you know, it's Riddick, Corey Grant, Ito Smith, Chris Ivory, and Marcus Murphy for Buffalo facing Minnesota on the road. Uh, Latavius Murray, and that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, I think you can flex Latavius in non-PPR this week. Yeah, the Bills have allowed four running backs to score eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR. Alex Collins would have scored seven, but he had a fumble. So that would have been five running backs with seven or more fantasy points, which is flexible, you know, seven fantasy points in non-PPR for a running back. That's a number three running back. You need to pick up Latavius Murray for the Cook owner just in case that hamstring is a problem. And then two other names. Uh Aaron Jones is 67% owned and back this week. We ought to just see what's going to happen there. And Chase Edmonds is getting a lot more of the work in Arizona than I expected. And he has been very good when he's touched the ball. And they are idiots. Agreed. <laughs> Man, that is the third person or organization you have called an idiot today. Well, you're an idiot too. There's four. <laughs> Not you, Heath. That's only the first time you've <laughs> called someone. Oh, dude, we forgot the idiot moron segment. Well, we did. Uh, we? Uh, I forgot the idiot moron segment. You idiot moron. I started Marcus Mariota. I win again. Two in a row. And Greg Zerline in three leagues. You started Marcus Mariota? I told you that. It was a super flex league. Was my... I think three QB leagues are just too much. <laughs> I didn't know he wasn't going to play at all. All right. 
Uh, fine. I'll if just, you I'll just if you had tuned it. into FFT on Sunday morning on CBS Sports HQ, you would have known. Oh, I've got some idiot moron calls. I I can throw one out there. If I I, I've got a great one. Go okay. go go go. Expert league that I'm in. I've got Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I rank Patrick Mahomes ahead of Tom Brady this week, and I still have Brady in my lineup. <laughs> just completely forgot to pull him for Mahomes. Yeah, it's, uh, you're an idiot moron, Heath. Yeah, I'll just, I'm trying to find one of the leagues where I lost. I did the same thing where, uh, after they decided they were going to release Josh Gordon and not play him this weekend, I lowered Tyrod Taylor behind Matthew Stafford, but I still played Taylor. Idiot moron. Yep. I started Michael Crabtree over Dr- John Brown. Uh, alright, uh, wh- so uh, by the way, if Gio Bernard is worth 20 to 25% of your fab, is anybody, anybody out there, including maybe Aaron Jones, worth even 15%? No, the only guys that are in that same category, like Philip Lindsay's owned in 83%, so 10 team leagues, you're gonna spend a lot on him. Uh, see what Eckler's ownership is, you're gonna spend a lot on him. Um, Kenny, Ga- Kenny Galladay was, um, like 77%, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 he's high. So spend on him if he's still available in a 10 team league. I think you know, you're gonna see a lot of morons go after Deshaun Jackson. And um, use their first waiver claim on him and spend a lot of their fab on him. See, I think if you need somebody for this week, that's not a bad situation. Um, I have him second behind Chris Godwin as the receivers to add this week. Um, but moving forward, I agree with you. You're, you're chasing production. But he's just been fantastic, and, and Fitzpatrick and Deshaun have a great connection right now. Yeah, so Kenny Galladay is 77% owned. If he were available, how, how much would you throw down on him? And would he be ahead of Godwin and Cole and Jackson? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd get up to twenty percent for him. Okay, I don't think I'd go that high, but close to it. Okay, so wide receivers: Chris Godwin, Keelan Cole, and Deshaun Jackson. Um, so, do you like the Bucks guys ahead of Keelan Cole? Yes. Yep. Okay, John Brown. John Brown, fifty percent owned. He's got Denver this week. Thoughts? No, thank you. I'm- no. no, thank you. And adding him? No, thank you. And playing him this week. Sure, I think but you should adding add him. Yes. But you, but it's not something I've given very much fab on. Okay. I, I think, do we have to reevaluate how great the Broncos DST is? I think so. They're but, never going to be great, though, at least my opinion. I didn't think they were going to be great. I thought they'd be good. But when you're asking he, Bradley Chubb to come in and be DeMarcus Ware, that was never going to happen. Their, their secondary is minus Tlaib, so they're shifting stuff around. So they, they were going to be worse than they were, and so they weren't great I guess at the end of the season. What I'm saying is, why a quick dismissal on John Brown this week? The secondary, I mean, yeah, Chris Harris is still very good. I, I don't think it's a, to me, John Brown is is a is a good number three receiver because he's at home. They have to go cross country for an early start. I, I don't I don't mind John Brown this week at all. I don't think it's an automatic sit. Geronimo Allison is 51 percent owned. You can add him. He is at Washington this week. Antonio Callaway 13 percent. Tyler Boyd. Mike Williams. Why don't we look at that group, Dave? Allison, Cal- Allison, Callaway, Tyler Boyd, and Mike Williams. I'm still going to have the hots for Williams ahead of the group. Callaway is very interesting. Um, even without that deep ball touchdown, he was making moves on the field, and he's going to get opportunities in Cleveland. So he, he really impressed me. And Tyler Boyd was impressive as well. I just wonder if that was more matchup dependent than not in Cincinnati, but you look at how John Ross has performed and you look at how the tight end usage has been in Cincinnati and maybe Tyler Boyd is that number two receiver there. Yeah, I think like if you look at their targets for the year so far, AJ Green's got 17, Tyler Boyd has 14, nobody else on the team has it more than eight. I think he's the number two receiver there. How many does Geo have? Eight. Hmm. So he's like the third guy. Well, He's the, the third fu- man. The funny thing is, in week one, Mixon got seven and Bernard got one. So Mixon has eight too. Then. In week two, mm-hmm. Geo got seven, Mixon got it. One. Yeah, I think that when Mixon first started getting hurt, then they just took him off passing down. But I would expect, yes, if like projecting targets for this week, it'd be Green, then Boyd, then Geo. Yeah, I mean, well, we said Godwin, Cole, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown, Allison, Callaway, Boyd, Mike Williams. I mean, I can make a case to add all of these guys, you know, that it's a right. deep, it's a deep, there's so much scoring going on right now that this just feels like a very deep position. Gonna right. have good options every week. That's the thing. It's like, you know, in, in writing it, I give a, a fab suggestion. You know, I try to give a range of, you know, up to this or this range, you know, for the receivers, it was like, okay, spend on like maybe 
on on Godwin, Jackson, and Cole, and then it was five percent on the rest of the guys because you don't want to. Yeah. I I I I don't know where I said this because one of the platforms were on. Um, that uh, you know, Cole could easily go back to what he did a week ago because of the matchup against Tennessee where they could just run all over them if they want to, and you're gonna drop him. And the same thing with Mike Williams is gonna have a tough game against the. Rams, you know, you can drop him. And then two weeks from now, you want Adam again because it'll play well, you know. So it's, it's tough to sort of gauge what the long-term value is for these guys in some of the offenses that they are. Like last week was well, easy who, with. So who has me, the most for, long-term value? I, I, I still think Godwin. I, I, it's shocking to me that his ownership is what it is. What about the other guys? What about Mike Williams? What about Allison? Boyd? do you see anybody else that's like, gosh, this, this guy could have a really big year. We need to get him now. I think Boyd could be a flex all year. I think John Brown could be a flex all year. Dave, you Mike Williams? Yeah. That's okay. the guy. I mean, honestly, Adam, all these guys can. Yeah, it's true. It's be, true. Because they're, they're just, you know, like Allison so far has been great. You know, uh, given the fact that they played Minnesota last week and Rogers had the bad leg, I, he, he exceeded my expectations by a lot. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I look at, um, you know, e- even Calvin Ridley, you know, he was on the drop list last week and he played great. Yeah, you know, Calvin so, Ridley had the, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, DD Westbrook, Dante Pettis, they're also on the list. Yeah, Pettis is more, I think, a byproduct of what Goodwin being hurt. So, uh, for this week, if Goodwin's out, I think he's, he's got a little bit more upside than maybe some of the guys that I have ranked ahead of him just because of that matchup. Um, At but City. If, if, if Goodwin comes back, then it's a different story. And then just one other name. I, I mean, he's 1% owned. Brashard Higgins, he had seven targets in week two, uh, for Cleveland. I don't know, 16-team league, deeper? Yeah, right. He's a bench receiver in those deeper leagues. Feel free to drop Sterling Shepard, Jordy Nelson, Jamison Crowder, Mohamed Sanu, and Michael Gallup. Tight ends, Will Disley is number one. Jesse James is number two. I think those Uh, are— I I switched I'm sorry. I should have told you. I put O.J. Howard, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And Jesse James is three? Jesse James, three. Okay, why Howard, two? Well, okay, let's start with Disley. He's got Dallas this week. They gave up that late touchdown to Evan Ingram. Uh, is Disley uh, is Disley a real thing here, guys? No, but I don't think any of these guys are real things. And so I, I think you just look for me. It's situation, you know, that they lost so much production from their tight ends a year ago. No Baldwin. This receiving core is miserable. So the fact that he's getting targets and producing with those targets again, garbage time being what it is, he still got you the production. Um, I'll take my chances with that more so than. As good as Jesse James looked, he played one game without Vance McDonald. McDonald played last week, had five targets, a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. Um, I wish OJ Howard was more involved because I, I know you, you sort of, uh, a, a little bit in jest with your tweet about OJ Howard being the second most talented tight end in the NFL. Uh, a little, but only he, a little. <laughs> if he were to get featured more, he would be a top five tight end. That's what I'm saying. If OJ Howard had the targets, we'd be talking about him with the elites. Oh in, yeah, in and, and not so, Gronk. Gronk's in another world. I I think you know it's um so far he's got a floor of five points for the season. If that's sustainable, he'll end up being a top fifteen tight end. But it's not going to be sexy. the The problem is is that you need the big plays like he showed you last week, and I don't know if there's enough opportunities for him to get that. But I don't know about any of these guys really being that great. You know, Safarian Jenkins is touchdown dependent. Yeah, I can I read parking. the list? Let me let me read yeah, the sure. list. Go ahead. Will Disley. O.J. Howard, Jesse James, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Austin Hooper. And Hooper is a guy that I think for this week specifically in a game that should be a shootout, I'd feel better about starting. I'd but start he, James. He's the same thing though. It's, it's, there's just, there's, get five targets and you hope, right, he right, them, right. And, and James was great in five targets. Is that sustainable? Because I still think that McDonald is the guy that they would like to get going. So they're all questionable. I mean, Safarian Jenkins, he should have scored in two straight games, but he's, Touchdown dependent. So they're, they're all kind of like, okay, I, I can see James being better. I can see Disley being the best. I can see Howard, you know, if he breaks off another big play because he's that special of a talent. I got a deep sleeper for you, 20 team leagues. Virgil Green at the Rams. Over he's Antonio Gates. He's the best tight end on the Chargers. He might, I think he is. Yeah, he is. Rams are trash against tight ends, I think. I wouldn't, I don't know about that. They're, that's their they vulnerability. Shut down Ricky Seals that's Jones their vulnerability. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I mean, it's desperation. And, uh, drop candidate Tyler Eifert needs to be dropped. He's 73% owned. 
I was going to ask if you would drop some of these guys, but it's like it's not that it's the waiver wire is not good enough. Like Evan Ingram, I know he had the touchdown, but you can't you're not going to drop on. him. Okay, George Kittle, got to hang on, right? Hang on, definitely hang on. Jack Doyle, is he droppable? No. no. Smaller non PPR leagues, you could let him go. No. Okay. DSTs, the Browns, the Dolphins. Can you believe it? I know. The Browns are the number four DST in fantasy right now. They get the Jets at home on Thursday. The Dolphins host the Raiders. The Dolphins are the number three DST. They're 6% owned. And the Cowboys are at Seattle, and they've had two good games so far. And it'll be a long trip for them, but uh, Seattle, so many sacks allowed. So Browns, Dolphins, Cowboys, that's how Jamie ranks them. Dave Heath. I agree. Browns, Dolphins, Cowboys, and Browns and Dolphins both in my top ten. I'll go Browns, Cowboys, Dolphins. What about one more I just want to bring up? The Jets. They are the number one DST in fantasy. They're at the Browns this week. I actually didn't say their name, but I have them ahead of the Cowboys and Dolphins. Yeah, no. The, they they had a great game where they knew the game plan against the Lions. They stink. Well, they they had a I think they had a good game against the Dolphins. I think just in terms, I think they had a lot of sacks. Let me see. The Jets, yeah, they scored 14 points. They had four sacks and two forced fumbles. Um, and they'll be at Cleveland. So are there any high-profile DSTs that you are replacing this week with the Browns or the Dolphins or the Jets or the Cowboys? I don't want to start the Saints. I don't want to start the Falcons either. Yeah. Okay. Are we back? We're good with the Texans, even after their huge disappointment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top, top four for me. Mm-hmm. Kickers, Dan Bailey, Graham Gano, Josh Lambeau. Dan Bailey, now of the Vikings. Graham Gano and Josh Lambeau. You could throw Sam Ficken in there too. Sam Ficken now of the Rams. Yeah, it's a good call. I don't know if he's good, but I know the he wasn't, he wasn't great last year when he took over for Zerline, but I think the bar was set so high that it was, uh, it was hard to replace. Well, the guy. bar doesn't really, I mean, they don't change it for the kickers. Very true. Oh, oh, you mean the theoretical, oh gosh. I'm on, I'm on fire. <laughs> well, we got a few minutes for emails. Oh, no, wait. We have Team Name Tuesday. Let's do that real quick. Not the sandwich meter The sandwich. All right. What do you guys want to hear first? A, a terrific Team Name Tuesday, like a truly outstanding Team Name Tuesday submission or the sandwich? Team Jamie, this is, this is the part where you go, got to go. <laughs> All, right, All right. Team Name Tuesday. So this guy named his team. The 92 Dream Team. And after three rounds, he realized he had drafted three players who either had a first or last name that share, shared with a 92 Dream Team member. So the rest of his draft, every member of his team either has a first name or a last name of a member of the NBA, of the basketball team, the Dream Team. So he has Barkley, Christian McCaffrey for Leitner, Jordan Howard, Michael Jordan, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Bird, uh, Allen Robinson for David Robinson. He has Carrion Johnson. Who's, who's that? Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic Johnson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. We know who that is. Patrick Ewing. Uh, John Brown. Who's so John Stockton? Chris Godwin would be? Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen. Josh Malone. He drafted Josh Malone just to commit to the team name. For Carl Malone. And he drafted Clyde Simmons from the Cleveland defensive coaching staff. He drafted these guys just to make sure he had Clyde Drexler represented. He does not have a Scotty for Scotty Pippen. Uh, so good job. Uh, that would be Zach in Kansas. Terrific commitment to a team name. We also have Super Camario. Super Camario. Brothers. Sweet Mahomes and Camara. Can we get to the sandwich now? Oh, oh, Fitz Magic. Hit me with your Prescott. Juju, believe in magic. Beastly juice, Beastly juice, Beastly juice. Hot chub time machine. That's funny. And Pettis of Misery, Disney Disney. I like that. That's funny. That's a good one. All right, so here's the sandwich I had. It was a hoagie. It's like a lightly toasted hoagie. With a chicken cutlet, I think it was a breaded chicken cutlet, mozzarella sticks on the sandwich, American cheese, bacon, I did no bacon by the way, and vodka sauce. 
So why did you say bacon if there wasn't bacon? Because it pan? comes with bacon if you want it. But vodka sauce was so good on a sandwich. I couldn't believe how good vodka sauce was. It was great. I'm underwhelmed by your sandwich. It had mozzarella sticks. It sounds disgusting. In this, no, it sounds was, awful. It was one mozzarella of the, sticks with American cheese on top of them. I think it was American cheese. It was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had, legitimately. Mount hey, Kisco Adam. Diner. Adam. Yeah, I know you have to go. Adam. Bye. Hold on. Adam. Heath, I hope you have a better day. Gotta go. Bye. I look forward to uh, some happy Heath on Wednesday show when we will grade your trades, do some regulating, and much more. For Dave, for Jamie, I'm Adam. See you later. Na, 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 na. Nah.